0: Pre-show story time again. Had a good time last week. Got a lot of good feedback about uh, my story about my first computer, my first purchased computer. But today, you know, my mind has been on CES. I'm kind of getting ready for CES, and I thought maybe I'll tell you a couple stories about some of my favorite times at CES, and it all has to do with the company IoSafe. You know, IoSafe that makes the Remember the IOSafe solo, the big silver hard drive that I had and I burned it and I pulled the hard drive out of it. One of my favorite videos of all time. And some of my most memorable times have been with this company, IOSafe, and their CEO, Rob Moore. So I think, was it the first time I was there, I think this was CES 2010, we did uh, like a demolition so, they had the IOSAFE SSD and put some files on it. Actually, it was really kind of cool because they picked me up. Uh, Jim Collison was with me too. They picked us up in a limo and took us out, I guess you would call this south of the strip, out past the fries. If you can visualize Vegas, out past the fries. There's a like a boot barn out there. I'm sure it's changed now cuz this was yeah, 2010. And it was just this flat deserty parking lot area. I think there was a little bar nearby that we were using uh, their land. And there was a uh, a digger and there, there were some other elements there too, but we took we took the iSafe Solo, the SSD edition, put some files on it and then burned it flooded it and ran over the thing with the digger it was pretty cool now i have a youtube on that just go out to the youtube channel it's uh youtube.com slash david mccabe that'll take you out there and uh just search iosafe i guess Uh, it was pretty cool i interviewed rob uh too on uh, an old home server show i'm sure it was (laughs) i'm sure it was horrible it was so long ago and so we did some other things out there. They, t- again, limo, pickup from CES, and we went out to a gun range and we got to shoot uh, shotguns. And it was, we got to shoot, I think it was an M16. It was really cool shooting an M16 and letting that uh, automatic weapon kind of, you know, burp upwards when you fired it, it kind of bursted. Brrr, and uh, you know how it kind of trails up I didn't hit it with the uh, M16 I was kind of hoping I would hit it uh, we were shooting at a hard drive which it's not meant to survive an M16 shell you know going straight through it but um, we did get to shoot it with shotguns and it did survive that so it was real cool I think that was their I don't remember the exact name but it was like this titanium super strong enclosure with the, with an SSD inside that was really neat and i think this was the last year not necessarily last year CES but the last year i did a like one of their big spectaculars right now this demo it wasn't very far from the show floor um at CES that is uh, the Las Vegas Convention Center so we kind of went over to a building and i need to kind of give you the whole thing because what they were going to do is they were going to shock a hard drive with electricity and then, uh, you know, bring it, not bring it back to life, but get the files off of it, right? Put files on it, destruct it, <laughs> and, and get the files off. So it was this guy called Dr. Megavolt, and he had this huge cage, this wire cage, and inside of it was, I don't know if you would call it a Tesla coil or something, but it just, it would, it's what would blast the electric bolt out of it, right? It would, it got real fuzzy with all the electricity and it would just shoot out this huge electric bolt. It was really cool, really scary too. Now, because electricity was involved and we had, you know, all the reporters and journalists had laptops and phones and sensitive stuff. He said, we have this special little Faraday cage for all of your sensitive gear, all of your, you know, whatever. So I put my backpack, with had my laptop, into this cage. And a lot of people put in stuff, phones, you know, just all kinds of important things, electronic devices. Put that behind us, and we watch the demo of the show. And this dude, Dr. Megavolt, gets in the cage, zaps the crap out of a hard drive. And then they pull it out, come back over to the table, you know, le- electricity's off. And get the files off of it. It was awesome. And uh, this is all being done by CEO Rob Moore. And at the very last of his demo, he goes over to um, the Faraday cage that has all of our stuff. And he accidentally spills, or I don't know what happened, but like the Faraday cage that held everything. Right? It's just a cage. It's like a chicken wire cage, right? It's... you air can get in and out, knocked it over and it fell into this huge vat of water, this ginormous vat of water and just started sinking, right? And all this stuff is just like, and everybody was just like, oh crap, everybody's stuff is in there. And I'm thinking, what did I just lose? My laptop, all my files, you know, everything. I just lost everything. And then he, popped up and said, psych, he undid this blanket and all of our stuff was underneath it. And he, his point was, you never know when, you know, destruction or an accident is going to strike and your data is very vulnerable. And here's IOSafe with the rugged portable where you could take with you and make sure you have backups of your stuff. Even in the field, there's no, there's no excuse not to have backups of your stuff. It was an amazing demo. It was really cool, and it, then it was over. I think you know t-shirts and cookies and beers and wine, and it was it was fantastic. I'll say, really put on a great show uh, at CES. Nowadays, I think they've scaled back. You know, back then they were, uh, you know, a young company trying to make a name for themselves. And I think they've scaled back a little bit. They do have the, they have a NAS now, Synology NAS, where it's a, a rugged, fireproof, waterproof NAS. And I think they hang out with uh, Synology at, you know, Pepcom, showstoppers kind of things. Uh, not necessarily large booths by themselves, but it just, I was just thinking back. Some cool stuff. That's really cool. Let's get into Reset. This is Reset. And can be found at McCabe.io. I'll be talking about anything that plugs in or takes batteries, mostly home automation, networking, home storage, and I'll be bringing some friends along. Reset was inspired by a bent paperclip that's sat on my desk for years. It reminds me that no matter how much we mess something up, there's usually a reset button. Let's get started. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thanks for joining me again here at Reset. It's Reset number 55. I'm your host, David McCabe. Follow me on Twitter, McCabe.io. Or actually, McCabe.io. The old website used to be McCabe.io, but now it's Reset.fm. Get all the get all the past shows, and uh, especially these last couple where I've kind of led out with that story in the front, kind of just having a little fun. Well, that backup story kind of segues into t- to today's topic, which is the Asus Store... AS4004T. It's a four bay, 10 gigabyte NAS. We're going to be talking about that. I'll give you my impressions, kind of a review podcast about a NAS system. First, though, I'd like to thank you, uh, patrons, for hanging out with me and helping me pay the bills at resetforums.com and, of course, this podcast. If you're not a patron, you can join in for as little as a dollar. Patreon.com slash David McCabe. Every patron gets a reset sticker, gets a reset podcast sticker that you can put on your laptop and whatnot. So uh, consider it, you know? Hey, it's Christmas. Maybe you're feeling super givy. You can be more super givy. Give you a word. <laughs> um, you can, you know, you can give more than a dollar if you want, but uh, hey, a dollar subscription to Patreon is fantastic it is what keeps the lights on here the commission sales kind of stuff just really doesn't cut it anymore like it used to back in the home server show days but patreon is really cool and i appreciate every single one of you out there i look once a month and i know who you are and i know how much you've given to me and it means the world to me it really does keep the lights on. At Reset Forums, and I do appreciate uh, everything you do. In fact, we need to do we need to do like a hangout. Maybe we should do. What if we could do something in Vegas? That would be cool. Uh, if you're if you're a patron, let me know what uh, what you would like to do in your next. Uh, maybe we'll do. I don't want to say FaceTime or anything. Last time we did a Google Hangout, and maybe we'd have to do something like that. We could do a like a group chat and. Uh, an AMA or something. Yeah. Patrons PM me in the in the patron app and then uh it'd be cool to see some new guys in there too for the end of the year. All right let's talk about this Asus NAS and we'll get on out of here. This is the Asus store AS4004T. This is a four bay NAS. It's got a decent set of stats but it's not it's not your big dog NAS, right? But it does have four bays. It is not an Intel or AMD processor. It is a Marvel one point six gigahertz. It's a dual core. It comes with two gigs of DDR four memory, and that is not expandable. And four bays say to three six gig per second, and you can also put uh, you can put three and a half. You can put two and a half. And the maximum internal raw capacity is uh, 14 terabytes. It'll recognize the 14 terabyte drives. So I don't think you're going to run out anytime soon. And you can do that times four drives. So you can get up to 56 terabytes, depending on your um, your RAID capacity there. USB 3, and it has a USB 1. It has dual gigabit Ethernet ports on it and it also has a single 10 gigabit port. So that's what really differentiates this box from others in its class. Now it's hard to classify this box. Uh, it's $359 and it'll be more expensive than some but less expensive than other boxes but it gives you more. This 10 gigabit port is really what sets it apart from others in its class and i think i guess when we talk about the the conclusion that's really what we'll come back to is that single 10 gigabit port now i don't know if you let's talk about that because i don't know if you are considering 10 gig in your network i i do until i look at the prices of the gear right Plus I mean not everything is available in 10 gigabit Ethernet to be honest with you. Now it is getting better. Apple just released their new Mac mini which you can buy at you can get it configured with a 10 gig port. And I was looking at Amazon I thought like, you know if I'm going to test this, I really want to test this box under gigabit under 10 gigabit speeds and see how it really differentiates itself from the single gigabit and I found a couple of cards that I could put in a Windows PC. I found one by Asus. It's the XG-C100C. It's a 10-gig network adapter. It's a PCIE um, by4 slot. So it's not a by one, not that little bitty one. Some boards have X4 slots. If not, you're going to have to put it in uh, an X16 slot. That is 98 bucks. I found another one from all folks, Qnap, the X, no, QXG-10G1T, single port 10G base T 10 gigabit Ethernet network expansion card. It is also it is also an X4. Real small cards for the the speed that they're pushing. The funny thing is, is this one is $89. Bucks. And it has the same chipset. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get this card right here. But then I started searching for a switch to switch this 10 gig network of mine. And that's where I I know a lot of you guys probably ran in the same things. Um, You know, I'm finding you can get in for like a 100 bucks and have like two 10 gig ports. But otherwise, it's there's a lot of money. Involved in switching 10 gigabit, and when it starts becoming more available, this little switch of yours is you know it may be thrown out, maybe you could resell it, but um, you're gonna have to buy you know a a larger switch anyway. So, I guess that's another point to argue about, uh, you know, the speeds of Wi Fi, the speeds of Ethernet, and whether you need to go 10 gig or not. But we're not going to get into that. Well, TLDR, too long didn't read or listen in this case, is I didn't buy the Switch. I'm not going to buy the Switch and I'm not going to buy the cards because I would just have to return them. And cause this Asus box is just a loner; It's a review unit. So, I didn't buy it. You know, shoot me now. I didn't buy it. But, you know, we can talk about the speeds in a little bit. But I think it it... It differentiates itself with this 10 gig port, but it also makes you kind of wonder. All right, do I need this? Am I going to invest in more infrastructure to support this thing? Uh, perhaps, maybe if I could have kept it a little longer, I would have. Uh, I would have invested in this gear. It wouldn't have killed me, but um, you know, that's just. I, I do think that's a conversation for us to have. Maybe we can do this in the forums about when we should be uh, moving towards this, and you know. I would only be able to move just that NAS and a Windows box to that. So I, I don't know if I could really benefit from it. So that's, that's something about the box, this ASU store that you need to think about uh when considering it. But otherwise, let's get into the actual like my install of it and everything and the full review. Set up an install. It was awesome. And this it's uh toolless caddies. It's a four bay. The drives go in super fast. And I think I put in a couple of, uh, I don't know if I put threes or fours in there just for testing. Uh, it was very easy. Software wise, yeah, you know, it, was, it wasn't was the greatest, but it wasn't that hard. Um, there was a CD that came with it and you can install it via that way or you can download their their quick guide from the internet. And it's not a refined process as I would have liked to have seen it. I would have rather had like a URL to start the process. I think other manufacturers have a generic URL that uh, that bounces around your network and uh, figures, figures everything out. But it came with an app called Control Center, and when I installed it, it just installed, and the, the installer just went away. It didn't say, you know, would you like to open it now, you know, or here's where we put your icons or something. It just installed something called Control Center and I was like, well, "Where did the app go?" And I just had to dig around. It put it in a folder. Now, this was on a Mac. It put it on a Mac folder and I couldn't find this silly thing. But finally figured it out. And it's just a simple discovery app and it discovers the NAS or, you know, whatever other Asus store type products on your LAN and it gives you the details of it. So other manufacturers do the same thing, a pretty common thing. Also allows you to launch a browser to its IP address, so that's that's why you have it, is to figure out you know where your ASUS store went when you turned it on and plugged it into your network, what uh, IP address it has if um, if you were looking around for it. So one-click setup or custom, you could. I went through the custom, but you could do a one-click setup. I did not go through that to figure out what exactly they did for you. I didn't want it to turn on all kinds of crazy funky things. You name your NAS, you put your password in there, you do the time server. It actually coached me through link aggregation on the setup. I really liked that. Asked you for DNS, do you want to static IP it or DHCP it? <clears throat> and then of course set up your drives. What would you like to do? Do some RAID 5, do some RAID 10, all that kind of good stuff. I had all the all the functions that you would think would come with a NAS it had for doing RAID. Um, JBOD, RAID 0, RAID 1, RAID 5, RAID 6, RAID 10. So pretty much uh, everything that you are looking for or need in a box like this, it's it's definitely got it. So it also asked me to sign up for an ASUS ID. Now this is not uncommon with um, NAS providers they always have some type of cloud product that allows you to get into the NAS with some short URL or some codes or keywords kind of thing. And um, pretty common. I did that just to see what it did. And then uh, it walks you through package installs, which that's the software that's going to be on there, like like intrusion prevention or mail server, you know, web server or something like that. And then it starts up. It was... Fairly easy once I found the Control Center um, application. The setup was pretty fast, pretty easy. I can't complain about that. Pretty basic. Didn't get lost. The apps and I would say the overall look of it kind of reminded me of an iPad. I really, I didn't like the look of it. And I don't know if that's because I'm kind of used to other manufacturer NAS or if it was just because it centered all of the icons in the middle of the browser window for the Asus store. I don't know. I kind of liked... I like more of a desktop look to it than an iPad look to it. But I get it. That's kind of where the world is going, and that's going to be comfortable for someone else. I was able to change the icon layout. You could put more in there or less in there, make them bigger, make them smaller. Uh, They did scroll off the screen so if it's like you had to swipe over with your mouse or arrow over to get to those last icons i just i didn't like that i just give me give me more of the windows 10 kind of start menu feel let me drag icons to my desktop that i want to use that i use frequently and or give me both choices hey that would be great ipad feel desktop feel But That's being super nitpicky, though, and you know I can get very nitpicky. The first thing that I noticed with this box is it was fast, and I don't mean transfer storage-wise. I mean kind of zippy with its UI and its app launching. I thought that it was very fast, much faster than some other manufacturer NASs that you just kind of have to oh why am i waiting for the ui of this thing is so slow this one was pretty zippy storage manager uh no lag no hesitation you click on an icon boom it just jumps to life it is really really refreshing to see that cuz you you would think okay maybe this is an intro nas it's an intro uh get or four disk maybe it's not going to be quite as robust but it really was and I hate to classify it as an intro NAS, but they do have more powerful uh, boxes. So that's why I say that. Now, the big thing is, is how does it back up? You can do a remote sync. It has all the apps to do this in built into it. You don't have to install anything fresh. Remote sync, FTP backup, folder to folder. Uh, you can do an external disk backup cool thing is, is when I started the external disk backup, you could do to and from. So you could back up from the disk to the, the NAS itself. I thought, Well, that's different. Why wouldn't I just copy it? But oh, I don't know. That's just what it is. Maybe you're going to rotate through some external disks and back up to this box, but it'll do it. I thought that was pretty cool. Schedule. Yeah, all normal stuff. You put a USB drive on it and back up to it. And then take it to grandma's house or something. One touch backup. There's a button on the front where you can um, do just, you can configure that button. So, you know, when I hit this button, do this and back up to this, back up the USB drive to here. So it's, it was configurable to do that. Now the only cloud service on this backup function, the backup app that's built into it was Amazon S3. Now, that doesn't mean that there's not other services, but built in native to the Asus store. Asus store, the Asus backup app. It was only Amazon S3. Now there's also a sync app for computers and phones. So you could go get the sync app for your PC or, or your Mac, and it would sync the files to and fro, right? You can do that also with the phone. You can do that as well. That would be one area where I would kind of you know, give it minus some points because that was a sync app, and I really kind of want a backup app, and I really want something to do some history. So keep that in mind. You're going to have to use something different. Now, in the apps it does have more cloud options. So don't think that when I'm gigging it on the backups, remote sync, folder to folder, all that stuff that it doesn't have cloud services because it does. It has plenty. It has Dropbox, OneDrive, Google, own cloud, next cloud, and has crash plan. There's a crash plan. That's pretty cool. I, no, I didn't try it. You have, you've, if you've listened to me before, you know it's been years since I've done Crash Plan. After they, um, I don't know, well, they canceled their service and all this stuff. It just, no, I'm done. No more Crash Plan. Did them for years and then I've, I've moved on. But there's plenty of stuff in there, uh, which I like to do is sync my OneDrive folder uh, from the NAS to the cloud. You got to have that. And they also had this other little app that was really cool called. Duplicati, du, du, duplicati, duplicati, D U P L I C A T I. I thought it was really neat. It allows you to encrypt your backup data and then store it on the cloud provider that you want. I thought that was pretty cool. Now that may be available for more stuff, and I'm just, I'm just really slow on this. But I thought that was cool. Duplicati. I wonder if I can, I wonder if I could just use that. I'll have to, I'll have to look this up. More info for more shows. How about Plex? You know, Plex and I have had love-hate relationship, but I don't think you're going to be putting it on this thing. It's an ARM processor, guys. And it's a little bit on the lower end. So I, if, it's definitely not going to transcode. It'll probably stream. It'll probably send you one stream, maybe two streams just fine. But it's not. I don't think it's officially supported. I found the app. As a beta app, the Plex server itself is a beta app in the beta tab, but it wasn't listed in the like full blown apps. So I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go on a limb and say it's not gonna be your main Plex box. Maybe it could be a backup or just maybe just have it be storage. I don't know if you want to do um, Plex on this now. Having said that this box would kind of fool me. I would be sitting at my workstation and you, I would be looking through the file manager of this box and i put all kinds of clips and movies on it and testing it and all this kind of stuff. And you could double-click or right-click preview an MP4 and that MP4, that movie, that clip you got from your camera of your kids or something would play immediately in your browser from, you know from the NAS which is remote two switches away that MP4 would play immediately and i'm talking i'm not talking a couple of gigs of an mp4 file but i'm talking some big files and you could preview it almost instantaneously and that i really like there's nothing worse than saying what what's this file again double click wait 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 App launches, wait, 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 and then the movie plays and it stutters. There's That is the most aggravating thing ever. Right click on it, preview, and it just, boom, it plays. And you can say, oh, okay, that's when we're tossing a Frisbee with the kids. Stop, boom, go on to the next one. That is really cool. That's easy to do and say when it's local on your PC, but it's something else when it's on the network on a NAS. And remember, this was on a gigabit interface. Okay. It's got mobile apps. It's got tons of mobile apps. Did I try the mobile apps? No. I'm just going to be honest with you. Did not try the mobile apps. I just got my Pixel 3 XL and I don't want to screw it all up with all these other mobile apps. I'll be honest with you. I don't want to mess it up. I'm assuming that the apps are like, other NAS manufacturer apps, they're probably mediocre at best. They do the function they need to do. They're just not great, right? They'll do it, but they're just not great. You're probably better off with some other type of app, you know, like OneDrive or, you know, bring your own, right? Bring your own solution. And honestly, that's what I do with. I have another manufacturer as well, and I use my own stuff. So. Why are we buying this? Why are you buying this ASUS Store 4004T? $359. Newegg, Amazon. I'm sure you can get it in other places. And I'm thinking it's probably the cheapest NAS that we can get with a 10 gigabit interface. Cut and dry. That's it. They put it on there because they could. Now, I did look through some other reviews since I didn't do speed tests, and you can't review a NAS and not have it do speed tests, especially since it's a 10 gig interface. They basically came out and said, it's faster than gigabit, but it's not as fast as high dollar 10 gig equipment. Right? It's kind of what I would expect from this. It's not mind-blowingly fast, but it is faster than your run-of-the-mill 10 gigabit interface. So it's a little faster. That may be handy if you're, you know, transferring some files in and out of your PC. You got a big truck, and you want to move some files in and out of it, and this thing will do it. And it's it's also doing all your backups and stuff. Physically, the box is all plastic. The disc caddies are all plastic. They're toolless. They they were easy to work with, but uh, they did seem plasticky. It's hard to say when they all come as plastic, but the front of the box was outstanding. I love the look of this box. It's got sweet LEDs, and they're gorgeous, and it's glossy black plastic, and it's got the lid that pops off magnetically. You don't have to wedge in these little rubber grommet lids. It's just this perfect little snap and it's it's back on now you can smudge it up pretty easily but i really liked the look of this box the leds you can control the brightness uh, you can disable them you can put them on a schedule like a night mode it's it's pretty easy to do that way inside and out it kind of reminds you of every other nas solution out there right the icons line up the same way the control panel looks the same you know you've got users, rights, power management, energy, you know, all these icons, and you get the same settings pretty much everywhere. I just, it, it was familiar. I could jump right in and be comfortable with it. Like, if you took my boxes away right now and said, nope, you have to use this one, you're you're comfortable, immediately comfortable. And I think that speaks towards the usability and the cost factor of this box. So, If you want to wrap this up, it's a low-cost 10-gig alternative. It's not going to beat the features and speeds of the more expensive boxes, especially with CPU, but it is the differentiator in it is that 10-gig port and its price. So all the other guys, you need a 10-gig port and you need to put it at this price. If it didn't have that 10 gig port on it, I mean it should be cheaper, but I don't know if you would look at it right i that's that's pretty tough to say on that box that's maybe that's maybe that's too harsh too but it does differentiate it right it's probably your entry level your first jump into 10 gig ports it's a good box. I mean, I think the biggest statement I made there is if you took my stuff away and gave me this, I'd be like, all right, I can do it. It's good. I can back my stuff up. So that's it. Asus Store 4004T. I got to send it back. It's sitting over there. I got to send it back. Dang it. I take the drives out of it. Don't forget that, Dave. But I'm looking forward to, uh, maybe we'll look at something else with uh, Asus. Maybe I can con them into sending me a Switch hey do you have any like uh, review packages I can have some switches and some cards and all right well I hope you're getting ready for the uh, the Christmas season I've got some links there at the reset forums if you want to use one of those little links Amazon new egg those kind of things I'd appreciate that it does help pay the bills a little bit again the biggest thing is patreon love my patrons thank you so much for helping out. And uh, thank you for sticking with Reset. And I guess that's it. Thanks to Asus for providing that box. I enjoyed it. If you have any questions about this box, the review, I'm going to try to write something up. It's going to be the same. Everything I just said, it's going to be the exact same. Put it in the forums. But let's talk about this box in the forums. Let's ask questions. And if I don't know it, I've got a direct line to these guys, and we'll ask them. And maybe I'll meet them up at uh, at uh, CES. We can... Ask them directly. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. This has been Reset. It can be found at reset.fm or over on YouTube at youtube.com slash davidmccabe. Follow on Twitter at mccabe.io and you can discuss this episode and more on Reset Forums. Resetforums.com Intro and outro music is by Daryl Lee. Find it at soundcloud.com Daryl Music. That's D-E-R-L-E-E, music. Support of this podcast can be done at Patreon, patreon.com slash McCabe. There's also some shopping links at resetforums.com if you want to use those. If you have a chance, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Thank you for your support, and I'll see you next week on Reset.